Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guests today are Mariah and Byron Edgington, respectfully a retired RN and commercial pilot. They're on a mission to help you realize that you can accomplish your goals and become the person you've always wanted to be. In today's episode, we talk about their book, Journey Well. You are more than enough. Rediscover your passion, purpose, and love of yourself in life. This book is a literary roadmap to help you claim your better, brighter life. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you so much, James. Thank you, James. It's great to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to this. We had some problems in the pre-call uh, as far as the technological difficulties, but you both are troopers and we are going to power through this today. Now, you both, like I said in the intro, uh, retired RN and a commercial pilot. You both, when you met, you decided and realized throughout life that there's so many things that you all can teach. What was it that happened in your life to say, we need to write a book like this? Well, we found that people didn't feel they had value. And through the pandemic, we all noticed people got overwhelmed and exhausted. So this is kind of a cure for, not really a cure, but it helps people lift them up. It elevates them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's an uplifting and affirming book. And people asked us, why now? You know, why in the middle of all this disruption? And we said, well, this is the perfect time. This is when we need it the most. So we decided to put this together. You know, I was talking to a lot of different uh, producers and, and television producers, et cetera, and, and different um, networks because we were looking at putting my show on TV and I was talking to them. And during the pandemic, they were saying, you would not believe that there's no content to purchase. Everything was just recycled. There was nothing available. And so I was able to put out a lot of stuff, just like you during the pandemic, we were able to put out different types of self-help things because so many people are looking to to grow and develop and think, is there all, is, is that all there is in life is our things like the pandemic, which of course is very difficult for all of us. But I'm really glad that you both were able to recognize that, yes, this is something that everybody needs. When it comes to this book, what's different about this book from other, from other books in the genre? Yeah, that's a good question. Thanks for asking that. Um, let me point out one thing. We've decided on this title and we hear a lot of people say, yeah, you're enough. You're doing well. You're fine. What you're doing is sufficient. But we disagreed with that. Mm -hmm. We decided, no, you are more than enough. And the reason we said more in that title is because you can't define more. It's kind of like soon or someday. It can't Mm -hmm. be defined. And that's why we decided to put that particular word in our title. 
that makes a lot of sense because I agree with you. I, I hear that a lot. You are enough. But when we really think about that, to me, that's often just status quo. You are enough. But when you're more than enough, that shows that each person has their own individuality, their own right. strengths, their own um, – all the different aspects, their talents that they have. And so I'm really glad to hear that that is something that you help people really recognize. Now, there's more to this book, though. I know there's a, there's a journal. There's a gratitude journal. There's a workbook that goes along with it. Tell me all the different components that are part of this. Yeah. Yeah, there is the, the main book, of course, Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough. There is a guidebook, as you said. There is a gratitude journal that is available. And we've also produced an online course that corresponds to the book. Oh. And those are all available. And the book itself and the guidebook are available at Amazon and through uh, Ingram Spark. Mm-hmm. And the online course is available at udemy.com. Oh, excellent. Okay. So now the yeah. online course, tell me more about that as well. Yeah, it's uh, it kind of tracks the book uh, mostly chapter by chapter, and it's kind of an expansion of each chapter. It elaborates on the, the particular items in each chapter and the action steps. And I should add, too, James, that at the end of each chapter, we reached out to folks that uh, we thought would uh, would add, with their personal stories, would add to that chapter and, and illustrate the, the, the topic that we addressed in the chapter. And we found some absolutely wonderful people to help us with it. Mm. We put their personal journey at the end of each chapter in the book. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Because I know there are different chapters that you have. One in particular talks about burn the baggage. Tell Mm. me more about that one. I really enjoyed reading about that particular chapter. Yeah, it is true. When we look at all of the things that have happened to us in our lives, there isn't anyone who doesn't have a misstep or some time in their life where they went, oh my gosh, if I could have a mulligan or a do-over, I certainly would. And if we look at that and know that we can keep carrying that baggage with us, it drags us down. But when we're able to look at it and say, okay, look what I've learned from this, and now I'm going to release that, and I'm going to move forward as a better person, because I do know I've learned a lesson, or I've learned this, or whatever it can be, it really changes how we look at other people, first of all, because once we stop judging ourselves for that and realize there's a lesson and I can take that lesson forward to make a better person out of myself or help other people. It changes our lives, James. It certainly does. You know, there's, I'll piggyback off that a little bit. What people don't realize when we talk about baggage, we often think of that as an event. And yes, that's part of it, but it's really more the emotion that we assign to that event. And that emotion that we create the snapshot say, well, I'm now the divorced person, or I'm now this, or I'm not that, now that. And so if we have shame that we link with that, that's really what the baggage is. Because as we know, an event is simply event. There's no power of that event unless we assign emotion to that. So when people go through life and they say, oh, this is what I am, they now call themselves whatever that baggage is, because they put so much emotion that's attached to that. And that's then what they become. But the other really cool thing about this is we've all done jigsaw puzzles. When we look and we put the jigsaw puzzles out on the table, we see, oh, okay, well, I know where this goes. I know where the corners go. I know where the edges go. But when we look at some of these other other um, puzzle pieces, we think, well, I, I don't know where that would go. That doesn't make any sense. This doesn't even look like it, it would go with this particular puzzle. When that's often those types of things that are those areas in life that we don't like. But the cool thing about all that is when you link those puzzle pieces together and you start to see, oh, that's what that means. That's where that goes. And that's what we call perspective. 
So as we know, when a little bit of time passes and we can retrospectively look back on something and say, oh, I actually can see how that, how that makes sense. Now I was able to meet my spouse or this other opportunity opened up. And so if we don't necessarily like those, those specific events, but when we can see how they're linked together, and if we like certain parts of our life right now, that means, yes, we wouldn't want to go back and do what we just did before, but we can see that I like how who I am today. And if I like areas of my life where I am today, all of who I am today, I probably could not be that person would I, if I had not gone through some of those events in my past. Yeah, that's exactly right, James. And uh, this is the mark of a good interviewer. And thanks for asking these because it leads right into our next point. And oh, I should mention too that the Burn the Baggage chapter has a rather, in fact, at the end of each chapter, we have action steps. Oh, good. And one of the things we suggest at the end of Burn the Baggage is a, a physical writing down of all these missteps, all these lessons, if you will, mm. and have a have a backyard barbecue and invite your friends over and have a burn the baggage party and <laughs> burn those things, light them on fire and watch the ashes float away. And uh, it gives you a physical sensation that you're no longer tethered to them. Yes. And the other awesome. thing I wanted to add to that was one of the points we, we make in Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough, is that, and speaking of puzzles, we all have a unique gift. Every one of us has a unique gift, no matter where you came from, what your name is, who your parents were, what your nationality, whatever. We all have a unique gift, and we say we you must share that with the rest of us because, again, using your analogy, if you're putting a jigsaw puzzle together and there's one piece missing at the end, that's the piece you focus on. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't believe any of us can afford to leave our piece of the puzzle on the, uh, on the floor <laughs> or let the dog <laughs> Don't let the dog eat that piece. We need to see your gift. We need for you to share it with us. Yes, I really like that. It's true. I mean, in the sense of we all, you know, if we can think of the world and each one of us could be a jigsaw puzzle piece. So in our own lives, small little jigsaw puzzle pieces for our events. And then, like you said, with all of us, our own connects with other people mm-hmm. that creates the tapestry or creates the, uh, the big con- connectivity from everyone as well. That's, that's a really good point. There's another chapter you have that's called Abundance. Tell me more about that one. That was a really interesting chapter as well. Yeah. Abundance can be seen by many people as well. They think abundance. Oh, okay, you must have a lot of everything. But the interesting part is that we all have abundance. Mm. Think about this. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. You have an abundance of oxygen to breathe Mm. because it's here. It's right in front of us. We don't see it. And that's just exactly like abundance is. How we measure it is the important part of this. So once you realize we all have an abundance of something, I look at things that I have in my own personal life, and I live in the U.S., I have an abundance of clean water to drink. Mm -hmm. I have an abundance around me of grass and leaves on the trees, and it just depends on how you define abundance. So I invite people to look at abundance in a new way. You can create abundance by having good relationships with other people. And that doesn't cost anything. That takes the ability to reach out and touch each other, to affirm each other, and to realize it's it's important to be grateful for what we do have. Yes, it certainly is. And I think also as well, often people can look at what other people have and that jealousy kicks in or that that envy kicks in and not realizing that, that they have everything that they need. You know, I believe that 
there's more than enough blessings in the world for every single person. There's not a deficit to say, oh my gosh, you know, you, you all got this and I didn't get that because our life is specifically tailored for us. And so I think when people forget that and they look at other people out of, out of envy or of jealousy, but don't realize if everything that they have or that they need will be given to them at the time that's appropriate, but also they, there's an abundance of everything in their life should they choose to look for it. That's so true. And we have something in the a book. Yeah, one of our chapters is the competitive versus the creative mind. Mm. And it addresses that very topic. The fact that if we can get out of the competitive mind, um, because we live in a competitive world, we're all, we're, there's 7 billion of us. And so we're all competing with food and for, and for jobs and for money and for, and, but we let that overwhelm us at times and we forget to, to go into our creative mind, which is where we see all of the, this abundance, where we see all that, that's available to us if only we look. And it's also, uh, the creative mind is responsible for, for new initiatives and for, for looking at the world in different ways. And that's almost impossible to do when we're tied up in this competitive mind. So one of our chapters addresses that as well. That's, that's incredibly important. I, I'm, I, as I'm getting to hear more about this book, I can see how well-rounded it is as far as it looks at all areas of one's life. Now, when you wrote it, did you put it more in the sense of when a person's still starting, when they first start out to um, how the progression of their life as they understand the tenets of your book? What we did was we looked at what was happening in the world and also with a slant towards being very positive and having the knowledge of what you focus on expands. And so when we're looking at, we were in the pandemic when we started writing this and people were looking at all the terror that was surrounding that instead of looking at their daily lives, the now, what they did have. And we thought if you could focus, bring your focus to positivity, to realizing if you care for yourself, if you're able to know that whatever follows I am follows you. And if you follow I am with affirmations and be able to say, I am a quality person, I am a doctor, I'm a nurse, whatever you are, those are things. But when we look at ourselves and say, I am confident. I am competent. I am a beautiful person inside. It changes how you feel about yourself and that changes your world around you. That's beautiful. One thing I do, and this is what I've said this many times on my shows, is how you start your day is indicative of how your day goes. And so for me, this is just my, people can do whatever they want, but for me, what I do is I wake up an hour before I need to get up. And in that time, I do my daily affirmations. I spend time with my my higher power. Uh, but in that, just like you said, I, I have a, a running list of things that I read aloud because when I read it aloud, as we know, my mind will listen to that and that becomes a reality as opposed to just a thought. So I do say that I'm loving, I'm kind, I'm gentle, I'm noble, I'm loyal. So I can go through all these different things and just really sit with those affirmations because that's what I want to be. So even if, I, even if I don't feel like it when I wake up in the morning and I'm tired and I'm cranky, but it's all about what you say and what, where you set your mind to. And in that, that's how your day starts to go in the direction you want it to go. So just like you, you teach as well, for all of our listeners today, remember how you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely true, James. And, and let me expand on what Mariah said about the I am uh, mm -hmm. exercise. It's an excellent tool. And it feels a little bit strange at first when you start doing this, but what we have done, we've made a game out of it. 
And so we use the alphabet and we start out with, I am able, I am great, I am competent, I am delightful. And we just go and, 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 we kind of stumble on X and Y, but we eventually get through. <laughs> I'm a xylophone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm a xylophone. Now, we've done that too. It don't look like a xylophone, but in any case, we have done that. And the other thing that uh, another chapter of our book is called Visioneering. And visioneering, it's a little bit difficult to define, but we think of it as thinking from the end. Mm. And, and, and it's too easy these days with all the disruption and all the chaos that's right in our face all the time. It's, it's really difficult to do this. But if you can imagine and visioneer where you want to be instead of where you are possibly, mm. and imagine a better life, what it would be like, down to very specific detail. Here's where I want to live. This is what the job I want. This is how much money I want. This is the people I want to be surrounded by. And just keep imagining that. Some of that stuff is bound to come into your life. And one of the fun things is we see Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough, Rediscover Your Passion, Purpose, and Love of Yourself and Life as a number one New York Times bestselling book. Right. So this is, this is in my visioneering. I do the same thing as you do. I wake up early and I visioneer these things and it gives me a sense of direction and of things. Yes. One thing that you might want, some, some people may know this, some people may not. So just before we fall asleep, we have different brain waves. So just before we fall into unconsciousness or into uh, to sleep, rather, we have what's called a theta brain wave. And this is how when people are, are hypnotized, they're usually in this theta brain state. But what's really cool about this is this is something we all can do. This is something I do. And it sounds like something you do during the day. But even at night when you do this, when you just before you fall asleep, if you envision whatever the final product is just like your chapter talks about, just like you're talking about with the new New York times number one bestseller. If you can envision what that looks like. So if it's a, if it's a three or four second clip of your, of your imagination, you see yourself run through that. But if you keep thinking about that and let that be the last thought you have just before you fall asleep, what happens is your subconscious then enacts it and works it too. And so it changes your brain chemistry and it allows you to start become one step closer because you are now actually in that role. And so you create your your future based off of um, that last thought, which then has your subconscious work through that all throughout the night. And the next morning, you're like, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better. And you become more like that, like that thought because you have allowed your subconscious to put all those things in place for you. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I do that every night. Byron and I both do. That's and fantastic. it does make your brain it helps you. It helps your body. It helps your brain into creating your future that you do desire. And so many people, and throughout my nursing career, I had many people who struggled with sleep because they'd wake up and they'd argue with their inner voice and what was going to happen. And how many or how much percentage of that do we know that doesn't come true? Yes. They just imagine it. And so by doing exactly what you say, James, is what people do need to do. So I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening today to do what James had suggested because it does work. Yeah, it does work. And it's, as I said, this is some of this stuff sounds simplistic and we don't mean it to do that. But the the percentage is it works the other way as well. So one of the one of the tenors of our book, if you want to call it that, is positivity. Mm. 
And it's really difficult, especially in a pandemic and with all that's going on in the world, it's really difficult to default to the positive. And people might look at you funny, but that's okay. It's it's better for, for you personally and for better for people around you to to default to positive. And that's there's a fellow named Clement Stone, and he's dead now. And Mr. Stone died several years ago. He owned a ins- big insurance company. And any uh, of his subordinates would bring any kind of news to him, no matter what it was, he would say, that's good. Mm. And it didn't matter if they saw it was bad or terrible or whatever. He said, that's good. And the reason he said that was because, as uh, I think it was Ronald Reagan once said, that if there's a pile of pony dung, there must be a pony here somewhere. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the same principle. If you look for something positive, you can yes. almost always find that. Yeah, yes, but you have you to look. But have you to have look. to look. Well, it's like if you bring a coin to your eye, that's all you see is the coin. So whatever yeah. you bring into your focus, that's all you're going to focus on. So we have, you know, there's positive psychology that some people may know about. If not, I definitely recommend people do some research on that. Positive psychology basically states if you focus on the positive things around you or in any situation, that's all you're going to see. And so instead of, you know, if you want to even quote correct people, instead of correcting them, say you did this wrong. If you point out the things that they did really well in that situation, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they fo- focus on that. They're like, oh, I did really well. So all of a sudden, instead of looking at something that's wrong, we look at something that's going really well. And all of a sudden you start to see more and more and more of things that are going well. Those things that aren't um, that you focus on in, the, in your life that are negative, well, whatever you, f- once again, focus on becomes your reality. So if you focus on the healthier, positive things, you'll see the more of that just by fault or by default starts to enter into your life. People don't realize this, but for every negative thing that happens, it takes six positive things to counteract that. So <laughs> sometimes like, oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about something negative. Well, if you start to focus on those healthier, positive things, and all of a sudden that starts to change and a person is able to really recognize that, wow, there are a lot more things in my life. So it's really yeah. important to be mindful of that, that there's millions of negative things, but when you focus on the positive things, you'll find that you your body starts to acclimate or react in a healthier way. I'm, I'm sure that you use this and I'm guessing that many, many of your listeners do as well, but we've helped many people to do gratitude journaling Mm. and that shifts their life in a big way because everybody realizes, well, I shouldn't say everybody. Most people realize that when we're grateful for things, that is our focus. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be negative when you're positive. Yes. When you're grateful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One exercise, yeah, exactly. One exercise I, I was I do as well uh, is I will say I have by by five o'clock tonight I have to have at least six great things that just surprise me, like wonderful things or six things that went well. And so in that it is like a game. I'm like, oh crap! Well, it's like five fifty five, and I haven't done it yet, so I have to go back and think of everything. But when you're <laughs> able to do that and purposely make yourself look for those things, and it's you do sure. start to find that. So it's easy for us to default, as we all know. To, uh, we get so busy throughout life, but if you can make a game of it perhaps do it with someone else to say at this time, you need to give me what those six positive things were today or however many there are you want to do. But you'll find if you do that with other people and it becomes ingrained in you and pretty soon you start to enjoy those things more. And it's not a game anymore. It's just your reality in your life. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and you referred to the, to, it's sort of the theory of it. If you plan and save and scrimp and save for a rainy day, you're going to get a rainy day. And <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I'm not recommending people throw all their money, <laughs> away, but, you know, but uh, the other side of that is a friend of ours is uh, she calls herself a neuroscience geek. 
And she's a very interesting person. She studies the, our brains and how they work. And she says that our brains did not evolve to think. They evolved to mm. keep us safe. Mm. Back when we were when we were lunch for a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing she mentions, and it's a fascinating subject to me, she says, whatever we do, our interactions with other people automatically affect their behavior. Mm-hmm. And she gives this fascinating little exercise. She says, go, go down the sidewalk today, and a complete stranger passes you, smile at them. And it will be impossible for them not to smile back. And that's the mirror neurons at work. That's us mm-hmm. affecting other people's behavior. And, I mean, that sounds simplistic, but when you think about it, we have a lot of responsibility to help other people to think positive. Yes. Yes, we certainly do. Unfortunately, our time is up. I can't believe that time just literally flew by. <laughs> Mariah and Byron Edgerton, thank you so much for being fantastic guests on my show today. If my listeners want to purchase this book, which I highly recommend that they do, Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough, Rediscover Your Passion, Purpose, and Love of Yourself in Life. Where will they find all this information online? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the book itself and the, uh, the workbook, the guidebook, are available on Amazon. Amazon at Amazon.com under books and under either one of our names. But it'll pop right up there. And uh, we are thrilled that anyone who needs this book or would like to read it, we uh, we thank them ahead of time for it. It's a wonderful thing. That's fantastic. And your website is MandateToElevate.com? Yes, MandateToElevate.com. Yeah. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll link you with Mariah and Byron Edgington. One more time, their book, Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough, Rediscover Your Passion, Purpose, and Love of Yourself in Life. Thank you both so much for being fantastic guests on the show today. Thank you, James. Thank we you, appreciate James. it. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.